good morning or good evening whenever you happen to listen to this particular broadcast i just want to dive in um to you know a lot of different things that are going on in the world right now all right it's crazy and the church is divided about it there's a lot of opinions you know some people you know they were really discouraged when biden won and Others were super excited, you know, and so even the church doesn't necessarily agree. But I do believe that anyone who claims to be a believer and knows anything about the Bible, you know that we are living in some crazy times, right? Uh, And since Biden is one, it doesn't seem that, you know, people are too interested in politics anymore right now. I mean, I haven't really seen as many posts, you know, CNN has kind of really went quiet. I, I used to see, you know, there's stuff all over you know, just Facebook and and social media. And it just seems like kind of a different world, you know? And the thing that blows my mind is, you know, when Trump got in office, he steered up a lot of different things. All right. And it really, to me, was for the good. A lot of different things got exposed. And, you know, there was many conversations that needed to be had, whether it was about the usage, you know, of bathrooms uh, with transgenders and race relations and just, you know, uh, political idolatry, just so many different things, obviously the abortion conversations and just so many things going on. But I think since Biden has got in, it just seems like the general, you know, population, general public, uh, rather you would say, you know, they're not that interested. And why is that? I don't think that's a good thing. Some people say, well, oh, we've kind of went back to peace. You know, we've went back to how it's supposed to be. We've got an actual, you know, presidential, you know, politically correct type figure in the office now. So everything, you know, the world is back to the way that it should be concerning that. But to me, I believe that's what the enemy has always wanted from the jump, right? Is now we're not paying attention. He's, you know, Biden's in there. He's passing this thing called the Equality Act. And if you read through it, if you actually read through it, which the problem is, you know, most believers, they're not going to read through it. Uh, A lot of believers, they're going to ignore it. They're not going to pay attention to it. And the Bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Study to show yourself approved. Now, you don't want to be consumed, you know, with what's going on in the world, but you don't want to be just completely ignorant. The Bible says be not ignorant to Satan's devices. Jesus told the disciples to watch and pray. There's nothing wrong with watching. And so with the Equality Act, there's just a lot of different things that are going on that Christians should really just be concerned about. All right. In particular, you guys know that I'm trying to open this church firehouse in Chicago and we are getting ready to, um, you know, try to purchase a building. We're saving money. One of the things that I found out in uh, Chicago is that you can't open up a building anymore with gendered bathrooms. And I'm just like, oh man, right. That's like how crazy it is. And for years I've been saying, Hey, Eventually, it's going to come to your door. I I talk about the Christian baker, you know, who was at the Supreme Court getting sued. He didn't want to put a certain message on his cake. And so, you know, the LGBTQ community took him um, to court. And many people will, well, you know, that doesn't affect me. That doesn't bother me. I said, hey, it's going to bother you eventually. It's going to come to your kids in school. Maybe if you have a you know privately owned business, you know, it's going to come to you on the job which we see all that kind of training and different things happening now, eventually it's going to come and there's going to be a collision. Why? The Bible says the spirit of the Antichrist is running throughout the earth, right? And so eventually there will be a collision. You, it might not come right now, but it's coming. 
right? It might not affect you right now, but it's coming. And this is why you got to watch and pray, all right? Because none of us are just so big, bad, and just, you know, no, we all need the grace of God. We all need to be aware of what's going on. And we've got to be praying, Lord, keep us in these crazy times. And one thing that I always look at, right? Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. That's what the Bible says. And so anytime I look at the world, right, they don't have the spirit of God. So when they process things and they analyze things, they're doing it from their own intellect. They're doing it from their flesh, their desires, their emotions. And so when Hollywood and the music industry and, you know, the pro-choice people and LGBTQ community and all these different individuals are analyzing things that are going on in America, whether it's politics or just things in the world. And they say, hey, this is the way that we should go. That kind of lets me know it's like a red flag that I might I might need to be going in the opposite direction. All right. Because if broad is the way that leads to destruction and you guys came to this conclusion. Right. And the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. And you guys are pretty much leaning to your own understanding and you don't have the spirit of God. That concerns me. It concerns me when, you know, Christians, right, Christians, they don't want to take a stand for anything that's going to go against the wave of what the world is doing. But the wave of what the world is on is influenced by the spirit of the Antichrist. And so many Christians, they, you know, they avoid talking about certain things because Christianity has become a business in America. Right. And it's all about connections instead of connecting to the throne. It's all about the people's approval instead of the will of God. You don't want to say anything that's going to make you lose followers. You don't want to say anything that's going to make people stop paying tithes at your church. You don't want to say anything that, you know, is going to make anybody be offended. And it's crazy to me. I always tell people if Jesus was here today and he had a Facebook page, the comments would be absolutely ridiculous. You would have the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the doubters and all the haters, and they would be arguing with all the other people. This page would be very controversial. There was times when Jesus was speaking, it made people so mad they wanted to put their hands on him. People don't understand that. Jesus, John the Baptist, Elijah, Elisha, these guys were controversial. They were not well liked. And so when we're sitting there as men and women of God and we're just so concerned with being friends with the world, it's impossible. If you are really living for the kingdom, you can be friendly, you can show love. And I'm not saying that you can't have friends, but at some point, if you're really, really taking a bold stand, the way that the world is right now, you can make some people mad. Second Corinthians 4, 4. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Man, this verse right here. And whom the God of this world, so the God of this world, enemy, he has some kind of power. And he blinds the minds of the unbelievers. So every decision that they make, right? The Bible says, acknowledge God in all of your ways, all of your ways. How many of us are truly acknowledging God in all of our ways? Who we vote for, where we go to school, where we decide to work, who we decide to marry, who we decide to date, right? We're supposed to be led by the spirit of God, the word of God. Here it says, the God of the world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So watch that right there and think about that. They're blind. Everything that they say, it might sound good, but they're blind. Everything that they do, every plan that they come up with, every strategy, they're blind. 
The God of this world has blinded them. And that's why you got to understand a lot of times when you're trying to talk about these things that the Bible talks about, they're just not going to be able to understand it. They're not going to be able to receive it because the God of this world has blinded them. The Bible says that, you know, the carnal man cannot receive the things of the spirit. It is foolishness to him. Even what I'm talking about right now, you know, a lot of unbelievers will listen to this. And if God is not dealing with them or pricking their heart, you know what? They're going to say, man, this guy's crazy. This guy's insane. We need to get this guy, you know, off the air. We need to get this guy off. Of so and you guys have seen I've been banned on social media and things like that plenty of times. And so that's something you got to think about. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So sometimes you got to say, you know what? Is it even worth my time? Because the Bible says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Is it even worth the time that I'm going to take trying to explain, trying to argue, trying to go back and forth with you? This is why we must acknowledge God in all our ways and he would direct your path. Should I engage this individual? Because if they have a blind mind, all right, if they don't want the truth, if they don't love the truth, even the Bible says that if you don't love the truth, God will send you a strong delusion. Think about that for a second. People love to make God like this hippie and it's just all love and kumbaya. But it says if you don't love the truth, God will send you a strong delusion. That's kind of scary. And so the times we're living in, you know, it's just showing that the Bible is true. Second Timothy three, five through seven, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they that which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. These three verses right here are so powerful. They have a form of godliness. They go to church. They sing on the praise team. They play an instrument. You know, they do good things in the neighborhood, but deny the power thereof from such turn away. This is like the one man of God recently, all this stuff came out about him, right? He had a form of godliness. He was a good teacher. He was a good preacher, but he was living a lifestyle of sin, denying the power thereof, the power that can transform him and the power that can break those chains away. Now, please understand there's a difference between a mistake and a lifestyle of a sin, lifestyle of sin. It says from the from some uh, from uh, these turn away. How many of us are going to churches with people who have a form of godliness, listening to preachers who have a form of godliness? This is not saying that you know you're going to find a perfect church or a perfect preacher and just somebody without flaws. No, that's not what it's saying. But it says they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So they just pretty much do what they want to do, and they don't let the power of God transform them and change them. It says, for of this sort are they that which uh, creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So right there, boom, you know, they know the whole Bible, but they don't know the knowledge of the truth. You know, the whole Bible, but you don't know who God is. You know, the whole Bible, you can quote every scripture, but you don't have a real relationship with Jesus. Something to think about. I know a lot of scripture. I go to church, you know, on Sunday. I ha do I have a form of godliness or do I have a relationship? Do I really have a relationship? Can I honestly say I have a relationship with God in this crazy, crazy world that we're living in? What is a relationship? How do you define a relationship? Think about it. Relationship, we often think about a husband and a wife. If a husband doesn't spend time with his wife, doesn't flirt with his wife, doesn't call his wife, ignores his wife all the time, is that going to be a good relationship? If a husband and a wife never talk, never interact, 
Is that a relationship? Is it a good relationship? What is a healthy relationship in your mind? What makes up a healthy relationship in your mind? Something to think about. If a healthy relationship consists of communication, spending time with one another, do you have that? Do you actually have that with God? Can you say, I have a healthy relationship with God right now today? Do you communicate with God? Do you, not only do you just, do you pray to him, you know, oh, when you're in trouble, but do you allow him to speak to you? When you pray, are you doing all the talking or do you ever just stop and say, all right, Lord, I'm listening, speak, and I'm not going to be in a rush. I want to hear from you, so I'm going to wait. It says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When's the last time you waited on him? Like, really be honest with yourself. When is the last time that you really waited on the Lord? I'm adjusting my sound here, guys. You might have heard a little feedback right there. So the bottom line is, right, we have preachers in this time that they have a form of godliness. Christians who use Christianity as a business. And that's why they give you business-friendly Jesus. They want to preach about heaven. They don't want to preach about hell. They want to preach about blessings. They don't want to talk about repentance too much. They don't want to talk about what 2 Timothy is talking about, denying the power thereof. They don't want to talk about that power that, hey, by the grace of God, you can stop sinning. By the grace of God, you know, you, you don't have to live that way. You, you can repent. You can change. We live in this Christianity today. It's like, oh, no, just do what you want to do. God accepts you. It's cool. He understands. No, he doesn't understand. He's given you power to overcome. And so we have that going on in the church. And then in the world, it says, remember the verse that we read before, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. A lot of blind people walking around in these end times. Second Timothy three, this know also, right? This is the entire verse. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Definitely living in perilous times. For man shall be lovers of their own selves. Social media, selfies, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Holiness doesn't seem to be a big deal in a lot of churches no more. But the Bible says, you know, if you're not holy, you will not see the Lord. Without natural affection, people can just go around slapping the elderly. It's almost like the moral compass has been warped. Without natural affection, some have even, you know, said this means more along the lines of the uh, LGBTQ. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That's why, you know, God is supposed to be the potter. We're supposed to be the clay. But nowadays, everybody wants to make God the clay. They want to be the potter and they want to make God into what they want him to be. And then we read it, having a form of godliness, but not the power thereof from such turn away, turn away, run away. I don't want to be in a dead church. So we're living in this crazy world. We're living in the end times. And Luke 21, 28 says, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. 
I do not know how anyone cannot see that we are clearly, clearly living in the end times. I've had some, you know, military buddies that I serve with. They say, man, you guys have been saying Jesus is coming for years and years and years. And, you know, they kind of mock and things like that. And, you know, sometimes I'll post some things and say, well, look at this. And they say, oh, well, wars have been going on forever and this has been going on. And I said, well, look at what's going on in Hollywood. Look at all the little boys dressed as little girls right now. Look how open, you know, this stuff is. You can't say this has been going on forever. It definitely hasn't been going on, uh, on forever here in America. Maybe Sodom and Gomorrah. But guess what? The Bible says, as in the days of Noah, so shall the return be. Jesus Christ. It's looking like the days of Noah, according to what I read in the Bible. I don't know. Maybe some of you are reading a different Bible. And so why are we talking about this? Well, if I know that it's the end times, what is my role right now? If I'm part of the body of Christ, what is my function? I'm not just here to be here. I'm not just here to just live and die. God made me. He says he, he knew me in the womb in Jeremiah. Every single one of you that are listening to this, God has a purpose for your life. The Bible says those that are going to enter the kingdom are the ones that do the Father's will. Are you doing the Father's will? There's a reason why you're here living in these times. As discouraging as that can be. Some days I get quite discouraged. I'm, I'm just, oh my goodness, Lord, this is terrible. The things that they're teaching in you know, school, they're canceling everything. I wish we could cancel cancel culture. They're worried about canceling you know, Dr. Seuss and all this stuff, but you got... You know, Cardi B, WAP, and these music videos, these women are shaking it pretty much naked and stuff. And, you know, that's cool, I guess, according to the world. It blows my mind. Sometimes I get discouraged because, you know, I've got my kids and I said, man, they got to grow up trying to be Christians in this crazy world. And it's not, it's just not going to be what it used to be. You know, when we grew up, most of us grew up we go to church on Sunday, no problems, no issue, no backlash. You know, that's the American thing to do. That's changing because, you know, we gave a little bit of momentum. We gave up a little bit of ground. We gave up a little bit of territory. Even though the Bible says this was going to happen. Some people still don't believe, you know, that we're really living in the end times, but it's happening right now. And they're not going back, right? We say, oh, it came out the closet. They're not going back. You're going to gain more territory and more ground. So if they're gaining territory and getting ground, we're going to lose territory and ground. And that means eventually there's going to be a collision. And then I have a choice. Do I bow down and sell out? Or do I stand up? If I stand up, I'm going to get some persecution. If I stand up, I'm going to get some backlash. And the thing is, a lot of folks don't even want to stand right now. A lot of folks are already selling out right now because of the money. We're voting for the very people who are going to persecute us through legislation because of money, because of business connection, because of being afraid of cancel culture. Are you really ready to make a stand? Are you really ready to be a fire starter? 
Are you really willing to follow God no matter what? When Jesus began to talk about drink of this cup and, you know, eating my body, drinking my blood. He had thousands of people following him when he was doing miracles and wonders and feeding, you know, the 5,000, the fish, the loaves, the water and the wine. But when it was time to go to the cross, those thousands were gone. And not even all the 12 disciples were there. That's something you got to realize. Everybody can't go where God is going to take you. Because when you go through the fire, and you pick up that cross, it's going to intimidate a lot of people. And they're going to say, I don't want to partake in that. I don't want to participate in that. A lot of Christians are trying to avoid this kind of stuff. I just want to avoid it and just go to heaven. Let me just love people. It's all about love. <laughs> it is all about love. But what is love? That's the issue. That's where we can't seem to agree. Some people love is just letting people do what they want to do and accepting them. For others, love is telling you the hard thing that I know that you're not going to like, but I see that you're going down a path that if you don't repent and turn from it, it's going to lead to hell. And I know you're going to get mad at me and I know you're going to get upset, but I got to tell you because I love you. I, lo I have love for your soul. So love doesn't always necessarily feel good because God corrects, chastises those he loves. The Bible says this is how you know you're a son and not a bastard. What a scary place, you know, if God doesn't correct you, if he just lets you go and lets you be. When I get corrected, it makes me excited because I know I belong to him. The God of this universe is so mindful of me that, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and correct you. Guys, we're living in some crazy times, but the bottom line is this. God is in control. The Bible said this was going to happen. So we might not like it. We might not be too excited about it. But the question is, how do we respond? We don't respond in fear because we know at the end we win. We know that Jesus died on the cross and he said it was finished, meaning that we have everything that we need to overcome. We have everything that we need to walk in power. We have everything we need to be victorious. It's finished. It's done. We just have to believe. So here's the question. Will you believe? Come hell or high water, will you believe? In the face of a Goliath, will you believe? In the lion's den, will you believe? In the pit betrayed by your brothers, will you believe? When people do you wrong, will you believe? When legislation comes down, will you believe? When your president that you wanted to win doesn't win, will you believe? When family rejects you and hurts you, will you believe when it gets hard we believe when you have to sacrifice something that your flesh doesn't want to let go of will you believe this is the true test without faith it is impossible to please god the bible says check this digest this without faith it is impossible impossible to please god you can wear your pretty suits you can do good deeds you can help the poor you can go to church every Sunday, but without faith, you're not pleasing in God's eyes. I want to make faith moves. I want to make kingdom moves. And I want to make the moves that God wants me to make. And if I don't feel strong enough, 
confident enough. I'm praying, Lord, give me strength. Give me confidence. God is not giving me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Help me, Lord. We don't have to be afraid in this world that we're living in. And we don't have to be afraid in these times that we're living in. Because God is in control. Do we believe it? Even when it feels like, man, is God in control? Look what's going on in my life. No, God is in control. So don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Keep the faith. Stay encouraged. Pray every day, Lord, where's my place? Where is my place? Where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to move? Because if I seek you first, the kingdom of God, everything else will be taken care of. That's what the Bible says. Do I believe it? Do I believe what the Bible says? A lot of people that preach preaching stuff they don't believe. We saw that through COVID. Do, believe, do you believe that you're covered? Do you believe that you're blessed? Do you believe that greater is, he, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Do you believe that you're more than a conqueror? Do you believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Do you believe that he, the Lord is your shepherd? You shall not want. Do you believe that he's got your back? Do you believe that he'll never leave you nor forsake you? Do you believe that he's a he sticks closer than a brother? He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Do you actually believe that? We're about to see. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid, guys. God is in control. I love you guys. Check out the website, www.marcusrogersministries.org. I thank you guys for all the love, the prayers, and the support. Feel free to call in and leave me a message, and I'll check them out.